0: You're listening to a Do What Moves You production.
1: Body hygiene from a muscle perspective is something that we think is going to start taking off more. The idea that you can do certain things to your body, to your muscles, to the main muscle groups on a regular basis, doesn't have to take half an hour a day, but just ongoing maintenance. Um, just like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, oh, I didn't brush my teeth. and now I have a cavity. Okay, now I'll go to the dentist. Like, you're doing all these things to prevent it. And hopefully you get a little bit lucky and you work hard. You're not going to have that stuff. The idea that we're not doing anything in our body is like, oh, now I have a problem. I'm going to go to the chiropractor. I'm going to go to my, you know, orthopod and, and see what's going on. That doesn't really make sense to us. So a little bit of maintenance here or there can definitely go a long way.
0: That was Gilad Jacobs. This is Marnie Salop. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. It is the day before Thanksgiving, and I am grateful for all of my listeners. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. I am super psyched to introduce today's guest. He is a thought leader and pioneer in the world of performance recovery, Gilad Jacobs, founder of Normatech, the innovator of cutting-edge pneumatic compression systems and chief innovation officer of Hyperice. We talk about where it all began with his mother's game-changing innovation, how Gilad came to work for her and has grown the business, which was acquired by Hyperice in 2020, where he is now the CIO. Thanks to his strategic athlete partnerships, Gilad's Normatec compression boots, named after his grandmother Norma, quickly became fixtures in professional sports everywhere, from NBA locker rooms to NFL sidelines to Olympic villages and Ironman triathlon communities around the world, which is where I discovered the game-changing Normatec boots. If you're not familiar with the world-famous NormaTech boots, they were designed by an MD, PhD. NormaTech is the original, most tested, and most scientifically-backed dynamic air compression system on the market. Designed to provide improved mobility and profound restorative healing results, NormaTech has long been the most trusted system by the world's top athletes and consumers everywhere looking to advance their wellness. With a cult like following, NormaTech uses the dynamic air compression to advance your wellness, recover faster, improve your training, and maximize performance. NormaTech's patented precision pulse technology helps to increase circulation, revive muscles, and reduce swelling, and has long been the choice of elite athletes and consumers throughout the globe. Gilad also shares his current wellness and training that keep him fueled for success along with some amazing business lessons and advice he has learned along the way i hope you enjoy if you like what you hear leave us a review i hear thor like he is like a fucking busy beaver if you like what you hear leave us a review it's easy head over to apple Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars and click on leave a review. Also, feel free to share this episode on your social channels, tag us, we'll tag you back. And don't forget, check out our new YouTube series, Gear Up, where I am reviewing all kinds of products from the worlds of triathlon, running, cycling, and wellness. Now, on to my conversation with Gilad it's so awesome to meet you because you are the creator of one of the most and some of the most in amazing products in the world of sports i mean recovery products so where did the idea for normatech begin where did that whole concept for those boots come to fruition
1: the company was actually originally started back in the day by my late mom dr laura jacobs And she was a medical physician and PhD bioengineer, so like an MD-PhD type. And um, she created the product to help patients after breast cancer surgery that were having swollen arms. It's a really debilitating issue called lymphedema that isn't a very sexy disease, but something that affects millions of people. And she wanted to get better results for her patients. So um, she came up with this better mousetrap because these pumps have been around since the 1960s but created a new technology of how to move fluid through the massaging action that we patented. And then I came out of college and I said, there's got to be something in sports. And she said, you know, good luck and I know how it goes. And the rest is history.
0: And were you into sports when you were in college? Like, how did you know to take this to that level?
1: Yeah, um, it's a really great question. It was kind of a a factor of a couple of things. One, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I was never a big school person. I barely graduated from state school and communications and kind of was struggling in a very academic oriented family um to find you know what what I wanted to do in life. Uh, I still don't know what I want to do in life. And um
0: welcome. You know yeah, right. I think anybody does. who knows what
1: they want to do in life that's suspect. You gotta watch That's out for amazing.
0: Those yeah, totally.
1: Um, but, you know, I always wanted she said to me, you know, kid, listen, you're my son. If it's a job you want, you got it, but if it's a career, you're going to have to work harder than anybody else because nepotism stops with the opportunity in my book. Right. And um after I looked up the word nepotism, um <laughs> I realized like, okay, she's onto something here and um I did every job in the company to kind of learn. I was really excited about that and when this opportunity came up to branch out, I think you know i was always into sports to some degree played some club stuff rode a little bit um in fact our cfo christian pearson and i used to row in college together he was a year older than me um, as a uh, novice uh, uh guy on the crew team he hazed me pretty good back in the day when you were allowed to haze and i wouldn't have it any other way it was amazing i got some great stories on that front um so now i get to pay him back every day um yeah. is what i like to what i like to call it but um you know, there was just uh, an interesting opportunity. I, I knew I wanted to do something in, in the world of athletics. I tried athletic training for classes for, you know, a couple semesters, but it just wasn't my thing. And, um, you know, it, it didn't hit, <clears throat> it didn't really hit initially um, for a couple of years. So we really yeah. just, you know, one opportunity create another opportunity. And then, you know, from there, we just kind of slugged it out.
0: When did the first Norm attack boots come to market?
1: Well, we started originally as arms for the patients with lymphedema, but what the company quickly realized is that if we're helping circulation, um, all the other stuff kind of flows, right? I mean, arm circulation, leg circulation, it's all body. So we recognized that there was a huge potential uh, on the patient front with patients with poor circulation from diabetic wounds, stuff, you know, weeping wounds, just really bad um, venous insufficiency, bad venous blood return. So the body wants to bring it down with the arteries, but then gravity—either you're sedentary, or um, you're just getting older, and your body just doesn't work quite as well. And you have some other, you know, diseases. Your body doesn't recycle the blood quite as right. efficiently, yeah. and you have these puddled ankles. We've always seen grandmas like, "Oh man, what's going on with those ankles in a wheelchair? I'm never going to be like that." But I'm sure she said the same thing, you know, 60 years before. Yeah. And it's because we don't have good venous blood return. So we kind of moved in that direction. Um. So it was arms and legs, and then we eventually came up with the uh, the hip component.
0: Okay. And so talk, talk to me a little bit about the patented compression technology and what's happening, because you kind of touched upon it, you know, when you were talking about, like, what it was originally used for and how it evolved. Just for anyone who's not an athlete listening, who is just, like, an a fitness goer, right? Like, if you're an athlete, you've tried NormaTech boots, you've tried compression therapy, you maybe wear compression socks, but talk to me about, like, what the concept is behind it. Right,
1: so not all compression is created equal. Like you were saying, compression stocks, that's yep. on one side of the continuum, kind of more static, expandage-y, you know. If they're too tight to get on, you can't put them on. And if they're not tight enough so that you can get them on, they're actually not necessarily doing kind of as much and they can kind of have a tourniquet effect. Uh, definitely certain applications for it. But what we really zeroed in on, and my mom zeroed in on, and eventually we kind of brought forward was This whole concept of taking compression to the next level, how we can actually move fluids in the most effective and efficient way possible. And it was her brilliance to really look at the body and of the thousands, the millions of things that are going on in our body in every given second. And you're out there, you're a triathlete, you're running, you're swimming, you're biking, whatever it is, right? Um, Your body is using certain physiological mechanisms to move fluid in the body. And when you don't have that because you're injured or um, something's going on, you suffer as a result. So of all the things that are going on in the body, she said, okay, we can't utilize, you know, a thousand of them, but let's look at the top two or three. And maybe we can harness that technology in a way that mimics those. And in fact, um, it's pretty powerful stuff. It's called biomimicry or mimicking biology. There's some really cool techniques and uh, technologies that are out there that are that are mimicking um, kind of natural biology stuff. But what we did is we looked at the body and we said, okay, when you're running, your calf muscle is pulsating and it's moving fluid in the right direction. And that's why if you're in a wheelchair, you're not ambulatory, you have that stagnant fluid, you need that kind of heartbeat down below. Right. So that pulsing action made a lot of sense. So she said, okay, write that one on the whiteboard. That's going to be an interesting one. Very dynamic, pulsing, heart movement, like alive. And then she said you know in our veins and lymphatic systems that move the waste products up and out after your body uses it um, we have these great one-way valves the arteries don't need it because arteries have a lot of energy you know muscle that's pushing um you know the the blood flow from from the heart with oxygen nutrients but to get it to return alongside the lymphatic channels which again is that sewer system of the body we have these one-way valves that as fluid goes up gravity wants to bring it down and the one-way valves prevent kind of a backflow. So right. she's like, all right, one-way valve action, that's really important. And then finally, uh, when food and liquid moves through your gut, it kind of works like a snake-like formation, and that is peristalsis. So pulsing, one-way valves, and peristalsis. and We put it all together, in the pulsing hold release pattern that we ended up coming up with is really the most effective way to move fluids, and um, you just put it on, you immediately notice it, and it feels tremendous.
0: What was your first consumer product?
1: First consumer product wasn't a consumer product. First consumer product was a Normatec device that I um, put in a different color case to make it look kind of cool and not like grandma's pump. Back in the day, times were really tough. Um, I, you know, the analogy is. Everyone grew up with a, you know, CRT television, those really big televisions. That's kind of where the technology was for Normatech, kind of that massive size. They still are out there. They still work, but you don't really want to get caught watching one, um, so to speak, you know, if you can help it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we we started out, the, the first case actually wasn't even a custom molded, injection molded piece of plastic the way that all companies have now. We didn't have money for that. So we actually bought a Samsonite beauty case from europe and we would drop our device inside and secure it from the bottom with screws so actually there's a whole bunch of normatex early day normatex with little samsonite logos all over it it's pretty fun to, to look at those. That. Oh,
0: no, that's so funny what year was that that was i remember that, that was going days. back to
1: yeah. oh, <clears throat> oh 07 okay. uh, oh 06 oh 07 right so we're coming up we're getting closer to 20 years every day Um, and it's just kind of wild. You think about it, but I wanted something other than dark blue. So we went orange because the first contact we had was actually at the university of Florida down in Gainesville and went down there and, um, they were winning all these championships back to back basketball championships that year and football. And at first it was this tool, not for recovery recovery really wasn't like a concept. It was, you know, athletes back in the day, what did they do? They took a day off. Maybe massage, maybe an ice bath was out there, but you're like, I'm just going to be passive in my recovery and I'm going to really focus on what nutrition and gear, I'm going to focus on my training and and my coaching, right? Those are the kind of big things. And uh, when we kind of pushed into this world, it wasn't for recovery. We didn't even know about that. It was for injury rehab, for post-operative rehab. So you have an ankle sprain, you have an ACL repair. Let's move that fluid. Let's get back to where we need to be. And then from there, um, you know, off, off we go as an athlete and you're back on the field and you're back into training. It wasn't until two years later, teams started to pick it up because we went through the pro and the college teams first. Not even multi-sport and, and endurance. Um, that was later on. Yeah. And they started picking up two, three, four for a basketball team. And I'm like, man, you got 15 guys, 15 gals on the team, like how many ankle sprains? And they're like, no, we're using it for two-day practices during training camp. And now we realize what, you know, we call it, we we coined it, uh, fresh legs faster because if we can help circulation when there's a problem, kicking, kicking things in the right direction when you're healthy is, you know, really easy. Um, and that's, that's a lot of what's, uh, being utilized today.
0: Yeah. I think I remember seeing them at, cause I started doing triathlon, I think in 2014 or 2013, seeing them at a race and just thinking, I don't know if that was your strategy, like when you went from team sports to endurance sports, You, I saw you first at triathlons, like the brand.
1: Yeah, so, you know, we wanted to start with the pros in kind of NBA, NFL, because that's where the money is. And, you know, growing up and not being into multi-sport and endurance, you know, that's when people think of sports, they think of like basketball, football, hockey, soccer, you know, that kind of stuff. But I made some friends in the endurance space, specifically in triathlon. And when that world opened up to me, prior to that if someone said a triathlete i'd be like all right someone who works out a lot is always sweaty and is always in spandex which is kind of accurate yeah um for the most part right yeah but getting into it you realize just how much and it really obviously the, the longer distance you go the half Ironman, the iron man distances the more you have to put into your training your nutrition plans and everything else but if you're a dedicated athlete you're putting in some serious amount of time even in the sprint and olympic distance And what I recognized early on about that is not only are these athletes at an older age putting in a lot more time, most basketball players aren't 50, right? Right. I mean, even the guys at the YMCA are not crushing it and like, I'm a basketball player first and, you know, I'm a stockbroker second.
0: I mean, there's still Tom Brady doing football and he's like... Still Tom Brady,
1: yeah, maybe retired for a second time, but, you know, those those guys are out there and in fact early adopters of it in the pro sports for uh, more of the mainstream sports, NFL, NBA, were the older guys on the team who wanted mm-hmm. to get one more contract, yep. who wanted one more season, two more seasons, try to eke out a little bit more. And they were early adopters. The 18-year-old kids back then were like, oh, you know, my legs got me here. I'm good. Like, remember what it was like when you're 18. Yeah. You can you know, run forever. But in triathlon, we recognize that people are very dedicated in a, in a huge way. And they spend a lot of time and money on their sport and on gear and they're early adopters and technology is really important i mean you look at a pair of zip wheels you look at whatever the, the, the wheel du jour is you know today yeah. and if someone can spend an extra 2800 bucks on a pair of wheels or probably more at this point to you know eke out a little bit more in a wind tunnel um, you know, that's not even real world scenario, right? With crosswinds and everything else. But yeah, if you can get that going, like, man, you know, they're, they're there. They they want to do that. It's and very different are, than basketball.
0: Yeah. And those are age group athletes. Like we're not even talking pro athletes, like all the age group athletes that are trying to come in first in their age group are on those wheels and spending all that money and time and dedication.
1: So we, we got in early on. I befriended a few people, as I mentioned, the triathlon world. And yeah. I was lucky enough. Um, This was in oh seven oh eight. Um, I got introduced to Craig Alexander Crowey, right? Three-time yeah. Ironman Hawaii, full-distance Ironman, a world champion, and, and 70.3, um, two-time world champion. And just one of the nicest guys you'll you'll ever meet and great crew around him. And um, because I'm not a triathlete and I'm, you know, 6'2", and I would walk him in, I kind of, he was like, gee, you're going to be my driver, my bodyguard this week in Kona. I'm like, done. All right, I didn't know what I was getting into. He's like, we're going to go to bike check-in. So I'm like walking around. he was really cool on so many levels. But one of the things he taught me, was like, you want to learn about technology? I was like, let's do it. He's like, you want to see the coolest and the highest end tech? I'm like, yeah, like it's got to be in your bike. It's got to be, he goes, no, you look at an age groupers bike. It's like $12,000 of full tech. He goes, you give me a rusty mountain bike. I'm going to beat them to the top every single time because my engine is better. But when you marry the two, the technology, And the fitness and the drive and all the other stuff, that's when really the magic starts to happen. So being in that world um, really opened my eyes um, to to what people are willing to kind of put themselves through to get the best performance out of their bodies. And it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And I love that, you know, I've I've kind of followed the Norma Tech brand and business from the early days of seeing the boots at the events to, you know, flash forward now today, being able to, as a consumer, buy products that, you know, I can have at home, things I can take on the go. Also, obviously, you're at tons of running events. Talk to me a little bit how you went from like one product to multiple products. And then when you merged and went into business with Hyperice, like that whole yeah. Thing.
1: Yeah, so we started off as a medical device company, kept that going as a parallel pursuit. Um, Same kind of concept in terms of using the boots and and arm sleeves to help circulation, but very different avenues in terms of who's using it, Um, patient versus athlete and uh, reimbursement through insurance company, which is very, very challenging. And definitely don't go into that business if you don't have to in life, Um, versus uh, buying something more in the consumer product lineup, whether it's from Best Buy or your local bike shop or online. And, um, we started to kind of see probably back in 2012, 2013, 2014, that that's really the path for us. Um, you know, the concept for us back then was, well, you know, can you imagine someone will go ahead and pay you and then you ship like what a novel concept right. the insurance company it'll take six months to tell you how much they're not going to pay you. Um, and that, that really exists. So we kind of decided that was going to be more of our path and it made a lot of sense. And, um, we know we knew back then that we had to bring our price point down because it was right. very expensive back then. And we also knew that we couldn't sacrifice quality. And you should see in you know, our board of directors, as most boards do, they're going to hammer you on how do we get every nickel you possibly can out of a customer and, you know, just do whatever you can. And I would just sit there and go, guys, it's not about the dollar. The dollars will come if yeah. we come up with cool technology that's accessible and works. Bring the price point down cool thing is that we were able to do all that without sacrificing the quality and the overall performance. And that is something that's a feather in my cap that I carry around and talk about all the time, especially internally with our uh, tech team and our engineers. My guy, Johnny Northrop, who's just such a phenomenal engineer, you know, that was the challenge. How can you bring the price point down without actually uh, sacrificing quality? Um, And and we were able to do that. Um, And I kind of made friends with Anthony Katz, the founder of Hyperice, just, he was in a lot of training rooms, I was in a lot of training rooms, I would see his stuff, vice versa. He'd see our stuff and we started connecting up and, um, you know, the long story short, is it made sense and we were acquired by Hyperice in March 2020, which was really interesting timing. Yeah. Um, Since so the markets were starting to crash, things uh, were closing and it was a little, little questionable at first about whether the deal was actually going to happen, but it ended up going through and it's just been tremendous being able to forge all these really great new relationships but a lot of the areas that we were really strong in Normatech Hyperice lacked and vice versa um, so we are able to kind of complement uh, the teams really nicely with that and, um, you know, start to attack the world as, as one.
0: All right. Just dropping in here to give a shout out to AG1. As an athlete and busy founder, I am always on the move, whether I'm training for a race or running to meetings. I was looking for an all-in-one supplement that was easy to add to my daily wellness routine when I discovered AG1. I drink mine while making my coffee in the morning and feeding my dogs. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support to thrive throughout my day and cover my nutritional bases. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. If you're a long-time listener, you know I've been drinking AG1 for about two years. I love that every scoop includes adaptogens to balance my body's stress levels, vitamin C, and zinc to help support my immune health. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash on the move. That's drinkag1.com slash on the move. Check it out. Now, back to our conversation. That's great because, I mean, there is so much value in, the, in your product. It is such a huge asset for recovery. What's the scope of products that you have? Yeah, so now
1: um, in my capacity as chief innovation officer for Hyperice, it's pretty cool. I get to sit at the intersection of engineering and um, uh, sales to some degree manufacturing and kind of, I know just enough about each one of those to be dangerous, uh, but being able to be the connective tissue between those right. de- departments is kind of where I uh, try to shine. You know, we looked at the various silos of the technology that's out there and we re- really recognized that percussion made a ton of sense, and that's the Hypervolt line right. uh, with Hypervolt Hypervolt products, um, and they were you know, kind of the originators in the space with it, um, and it's just done tremendous stuff, and the technology that's in there and the quality of the stuff that's in there is, is just really great, and that's really great in a lot of different areas, but we recognize that, and that's why the acquisition of Normatec, that you can kind of loosen stuff up with the uh, Hypervolt, but to kind of flush it out. Normatec is, you know, where you want to be. So that made a lot of sense. And then obviously on the thermal side, we didn't want to forget about temperature because temperature does some really cool things. Yes. So we have a great thermal line um, called the Venom that's using heat and some vibration. We have um, back wraps and, and knee and shoulder and elbow. Um, and we have these great things called the Venom Go, which kind of looks like an index card that's a reusable sticky pad. And you can stick it really anywhere on your body. And there's a little pot looks like a pair of AirPods, kind of just to give an idea of uh, sizing and it kind of attaches on magnetically and gives you some uh, heat and vibration um, in that spot. And then we acquired a company a few years ago um, that had this unbelievable technology and all of the um, uh, folks who started over there are now uh, working um, at Hyperice and and part of the tech team on engineering and they're just tremendous, doing some really cool stuff. But, that was a technology everyone knows instant heat that's easy the right. steering wheel he gets instant cold is impossible yeah. you either need a refrigerant you need ice and cold water you need to stick it in the freezer instant cold just doesn't happen well these guys figured out instant cold and so we have this device called the hyper ice x which was also the 10 year um, anniversary of hyper ice we came out with this product so that's another reason why we called it x and it's an e-wrap and it does hot or cold or contrast. So you can kind of get both. So looking at various percussion vibration, looking at heat and looking at compression uh, made a lot of sense. And we feel like it's the best bang for your buck, depending on what you're uh, looking to get, get into.
0: So you're behind all the innovation of these products. Like that's your role as after the acquisition, like coming into this company, continuing to develop all the products.
1: Yeah. Me and and some really great uh, folks on the engineering team. For
0: sure. What are some things that are coming down the pipeline that you see happening as far as since you're in innovation, you know, in terms of the products that you have at high price? Yeah, it's a great question.
1: We don't really talk about our pipeline too much for for all the obvious reasons, um, but we're constantly looking at how we can um, improve um, the overall athletic experience. You know, what technology is out there or what can we continue to develop into a form factor and price uh, profile that works um, for athletes so that they can really just use technology to enhance what they're already doing each and every day to get the the most out of their bodies. So looking at thermal and deploying that in different ways, compression deploying that in different ways, uh, different form factors is is really interesting um, for us for sure. Um, while well, we were also staying true to our roots, which is coming out of really great stuff that really works, that's good quality, and is a price that you can actually afford. And it's interesting because people will look, you know, $7.99 for the NormaTech boots now, and they're like, well, oh, that's a lot of money, right? Some people say that. Yeah. Other people who have been around will say, well, wait a second, you used to be four grand.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: back when four grand actually meant something, um, you know, pre-inflation. And The technology has actually gotten better while it's gotten smaller and much less expensive. So it's just pretty cool. And when you actually break down the price per use of a session uh, versus the overall cost, it actually, you know, really just makes a lot of sense. You're like, wow, that's like a buck 50 a massage. Like, I can do that and I can farm that out to some friends and get some pizza and beer out of it. And, you know, off we go.
0: You're like, come over and use my Normatec boots. (laughs) I think they're awesome. So. I was just looking to see because I was like, oh, you should just make one for the foot, like just for like people who have plantar fasciitis. I mean, I don't know if that would actually work. And since I'm not on the innovation team, I'm just like, I'm like, this is what I want is like just for my foot. But actually, I mean, obviously the, the legs. Yeah.
1: Listen, Marty, this is how stuff starts. Someone has <laughs> an idea. It could be a good idea or a wacky idea. Yeah. And that was always my thing. You know, back in the day, we used to have this big whiteboard in my office and any idea would get thrown up there. Um, I remember one time an athletic trainer in the NBA that shall, you know, remain nameless was like, oh, so gee, if you're going to do this, the NormaTech, we didn't have a battery back then in the device, it needs to be plugged in the wall then you need to put a cell phone charger inside your device so that someone doesn't, if they only have one outlet, I'm like, every outlet, you know, duplex. So it comes with two to begin with, but okay. If that's really what you want, I threw it up on the board. It didn't come to fruition. There's so many reasons not to do that. Um, but, and it, you know, really wasn't, uh, useful, but, um, you know, that's a really great question. And the question is, would you be, is it, That you're trying to get something that's even a smaller form factor because that's the one area you're trying to get less expensive. And then you start kind of looking at all of that, and you then diagram that stuff with all of the how many people out there are actually struggling with this and what are they currently using um, to kind of combat some of the challenges that they have. Um, and you know, does this make sense? Do you want to come up with something that's just for one single issue that once you get past it? Is there a maintenance thing with it? Or can you say, hey, you actually get some plantar action out of the boots. And by the way, after you navigate through that, you can use it for your general fatigue and recovery forever. So that is true.
0: That is true. I was looking for like the smallest thing possible to shove in my suitcase. (laughs) But yeah, no, the boots are awesome. And plus they're at at so many of the races, like you are there with the Brown. So people can get in there. Yeah. Are you still doing that?
1: yeah we're, we're we're doing our best and there's a lot of races out there yeah. um a ton of races which is so cool i mean you know we used to be iron man north america kind of sponsors and, and now we're kind of global and that's just with an iron man let alone right. all the other race series that are out there and different sports but we talk about that a lot for me that always made a ton of sense to get out in front of people to get their feedback to get it on them to provide a service but also, you know, what better way? You're a captured audience. You're in the boots, right? You're right. not going anywhere. Um, and I can talk to your <laughs> offer for 10 15 minutes. Most totally. people end up like wanting to see longer.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, they love it and you put it on, you feel it immediately. It's one of those great things that it's a product that you don't have to like wonder, is it working? Like, you know, instantaneously. Yeah. Um, and for us, every time we can get the product on someone, both Normatec and the other hyper. really great hyper line products, um, our sales, you know, conversion is just so much higher because yeah. uh, you feel it and you experience it and it makes
0: sense. It's a game changer. And so now, speaking of sports and athletics, what's your workout like? What do you do to stay healthy and fit?
1: Oh man, um, I'm running after uh, a three and a five year old. Um, we'll do it. Definitely pulling some hamstrings these days. Just bending yeah. down, picking up. T- um, man, forty is not uh, not. Not what I thought it was going to be. No, it's, it is uh, not.
0: Just, so I'm 50. Um, it's not. Yeah. It, it's like, it's good and it's bad. It's just like, you know, all the things that people tell you when you're younger that you didn't listen to, like you should have done them. That's what I learned at 40.
1: Like enjoy your knees, right? Yeah, totally. Some, like, all so the that, things. Yeah, I'm like, do what are you talking are great. Yeah. I had this basketball coach in high school and I used to rollerblade and like jump off of, you know, five, six, you know, stairs high and not crazy tricks or anything, but just for me, it was crazy. And. He's like, man, you should really protect your knee. I'm like, what are you talking about? These things are indestructible. Yeah. And, you know, just going up for a layup these days, you definitely you definitely feel it. Um, You know, I kind of ebb and flow, if I'm being honest, with various workouts. I'm doing some stuff, um, kind of more functional fitness in the gym these days. But what I do for recovery is just in front of the TV, we have a little setup with just, you know, some Normatex and some Hypervolts. And um, I like to Venom back with heat and Normatex boots at the same time because mm-hmm. you can get two one and um, it's tremendous. And now with the Normatex being, you know, so quiet, you can do it while you're watching TV and it doesn't annoy my wife too much. Yeah. Um, so she's in it, uh, we, we we're lucky enough to have two pairs sitting there. So sometimes we'll do dueling, uh, boot sessions and, uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to figure out, and that was another big thing when we were getting going is great. You've come up with something, you know, one idea was great that we've come up with something that works, that is kind of easy to use that. Isn't going to break the bank, but now you actually have to find time to do it and actually implement it. Right. And, you know, we're not creating more hours in the day. So how can we figure that out and being able to do it while you're also watching TV and on email and maybe picking up a phone call. So this is like the fourth thing that you're doing in that moment in a very active way, but in a passive setting made, made a lot of sense. And I think it's one area where we shine for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, my usual go-to is like to put on the Norma Tech Go. And I'm also like doing 12 other things like doing a TV show, working on my computer, drinking a smoothie, like everything that happens when I come back from a run or a ride. But it is, it is essential that it doesn't require like another step of like being somewhere else isolated, you know, having to set aside time just to do that.
1: I'm really curious what's gonna happen because if you look back at our parents and grandparents generation, you know, back in the day, you took a long distance phone call, like you were good for the week, right? That was like, that was like a big thing. Like, you, yeah, I go to work and like, ah, oh, send me a, you know, a telegram. And now it's like, what's gonna happen in one or two generations from now? Like, are they gonna look back and be like, well, you're only doing six things at once? Like you were such a slacker. Yeah. Or we'll probably have robots to do it for us, who knows. But yeah, no, uh, it'll all be in the cloud. Perspectives, and will be how like will changes wearing- over time.
0: They'll be wearing like the Apple, the new Apple uh, meta vision, whatever it's called, like goggles. And they'll be like, just
1: sitting in a chair, not doing
0: anything. It'll all be in the metaverse. That's Zuckerberg's vision. Maybe it'll come true. Yeah, Totally. How do you see, you know, Hyperice and Norma tech in the metaverse?
1: (laughs) I love that question. You know, I rarely get a question that I haven't been asked before. I don't even know that I've even thought about that personally. Yeah. I mean, to some degree, it's such a new space that when it first came out a year or two ago and, and and Zuckerberg was up there trying to preach, like, you know, do this. And people were speculating they were buying, like, virtual land for $40,000. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, this is, you know, not going to go anywhere. Um, and I, I, I still think the technology has a ways to go. Where does it go from there? I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is... yeah. I'll share this with you. So the answer is I don't know, yeah. but I'll, I'll give I don't more words around that just to fill yeah. in the time, I guess. Um, when my mom started the company, this is like a flooding back. I haven't thought of this in like fifteen years. When my mom started the company, the early, early days before we had a product, before we had investors, before we were even a company, and we were just the back of a back of a napkin sitting around at a, at a coffee shop. I wish I still had that napkin. It was just as the dot com bubble it was like early 2000 like 2000 it was the first concept of this like maybe one day who knows what would this even look like and she would go to investors investors say would say well you know is it internet based and she's like no it's like well we're only interested in internet based stuff she's like but a diabetic wound isn't internet based like i don't like if you still have a body you still have a body like i don't know maybe we'll pump people in the metaverse when they I don't know, fall off a cliff or something. I don't know what was going to happen there. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) But but the the answer probably is, you know, really great recovery uh, for people who are sitting there in a headset for 15 hours a day. You might as well be, you know, mobilizing that circulation so when you actually put the headset down, you might have a headache, but you'll be feeling pretty good.
0: You obviously are a tried and true entrepreneur. I mean, this is your family business that, you know, your mom started, that you took over, that you then merged and there was an acquisition with Hyperice and all of these things. What are some big lessons that you've learned? And you're still with the company, which is also really cool, right? Um, what are some big lo- lessons that you've learned along the way?
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Um, and it's so cliche to say, like, never give up. But like, you know, one thing is that no matter what your industry is, if you're successful, you've either been given that success You've been given money by somebody who's been successful or you've created it yourself, right? That's typically, right. most people just win the lottery by scratching off a scratch off, although that would be pretty epic. If you've been given it, you're not going to have that perspective as someone who's actually built it, which most entrepreneurs have. If you have built it, you know that you might say like, oh yeah, this just happened, but like it took 20 years to so just like be an overnight success. You're going to come up against so many things that are going to be, soul crushing Mm -hmm. and the thought of there's no way i can navigate past this there's just no possible way that i'm going to be able to see tomorrow see next week my mom used to have a saying i learned a lot of stuff about you know uh, medical and other things to be able to you know do the business from her but a lot of the business truisms we like to call it um when when she and i would brainstorm in, in college when everyone else was going out and having fun i would spend two to three hours a night on the phone with my mom, just debriefing. She would use me as a sounding board, even though I probably had nothing good to say back then, because I was just you know, a 19 year old kid running around. But um, little did I know, she was probably grooming me, unbeknownst to her even. Uh, She was kind of grooming me. And I I, I actually paid a lot of attention. But there were so many moments when we didn't think we were going to make it. And she would have this saying, which is two more weeks, just two more weeks, two more weeks, we're going to hear back about X, Y, Z. Two more weeks, we're going to get the new prototype in. Two more weeks, this person's going to start in this new position and it's going to alleviate all these concerns that we have over. Two more weeks, the financing round's going to hit. Two more, like another two weeks, just keep pushing. No matter what, keep pushing. And I think Churchill had a good saying, which was like, never, ever, ever, don't give up or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's You, know, you just got to keep pushing no matter what, um, even though it's really tough. And um, the other thing I would say is, you know, if you create something that... Um, is good for people. I think that carries a lot of weight with it and something that people resonate, resonates with them. um, And something that hopefully will make your life a little bit easier as you're kind of navigating um, in a new venture, because you always have that to kind of come back to, you know, saying I'm having a hard day, I'm having a hard week, I'm having a hard month, but I'm doing this, you know, for the right reasons. And again, hopefully the money will come. Usually people are successful not just financially but they're creating something that's positive especially if it's for other people Um, and then the sales will come and whatever your idea of success is will ultimately hopefully eventually happen Um, but if you can do it for the right reasons when times are really tough that's something you can always come back to and kind of grounds you to some degree i think
0: yeah and then what are some are there any like business books that you've read that are really awesome that you would share or or any books actually i do like rapid fire books shows
1: yeah. Um, you know, I am not the biggest reader. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a voracious news reader. I read a ton of news every day of knowing what's going on, whether it's CNBC or Drudge or CNN, Fox, I just, all perspectives. But I read a book when I was in ninth grade, and I remember it like it was yesterday, also because it was one of the few books that I probably have actually read in life. And I'm not proud of that. It just doesn't I don't know, my ADD kicks in or whatever I have it a hard time just,
0: reading too. Like I have a hard time. Well, you have a lot of
1: books behind you and I'm sure some of you probably- I read them like wrote, this, so. like
0: I read them really fast. Like it's well, not- that's awesome. Yeah, it's not, like I'm not really absorbing a ton of information. It's a lot of the time I'm reading them because someone's coming on the show. I read a lot of nonfiction, but I haven't really sat down and like read a book.
1: And dove into it, Yeah,
0: yeah. in a long time, yeah
1: but the book I read in ninth grade, it, it just kind of started me on this path. And, um, I recognize now that being able to connect with people, um, whether it's a, um, a business associate, whether it's somebody who's potentially going to invest in your company, whether it's a random person in triathlon, who's dripping with sweat and snot and has an orange in one hand and a Gatorade in the other, and just wants to maybe get in your boots and you have to like, talk to them and you want to talk to them and how do you convince them and all that stuff right so this book guy dale carnegie most people many people have heard about it but it's really worth a read if you haven't read it before how to win friends and influence people yeah and it just for me reshaped like wow there's a way to connect with people that maybe i wasn't taught by my parents or in school because you don't get taught that stuff in school yeah. Yeah. um you know and for me that kind of started me on my journey of how to really connect with people in a way that um, made a lot of sense to me and it it's served me well.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like, you know, just from your background, I mean, you're obviously doing the community thing and building a community of people around the brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I always tell people, it's not because I'm such a good salesperson, it's because the product really works, but it really yeah. takes um, me and really the team that I was lucky enough to be able to build. Um, I would say that I got 95% um, you know, lucky there, you're never going to hit, you know, bad, bad thousand, but the, the team that we've been able to build both originally at Normatech and now at Hyperice, we just have some of the best people in the business, both minds and just personalities for the job and um, dedication. It's just really cool to see, because you need that, you know, good times, bad times, everything in between. Um, and being able to put that all together, just um, it's, it's, it's been fun. I mean, definitely trying at times, but it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And so you started out with pros and then you got into like the more everyday athletes. Are there is there a market that you're not in that you want to be in, or you know, any markets that you're really focusing on this year or things, you know, for 2024?
1: Yeah, um, it's a great question. Yeah, so we definitely have penetrated. One way to think about the the market is kind of like a pyramid. So the top are the pro athletes, the one percenters, right, of people who are dedicating their time, because either that's their main job in life or they're collegiate athletes, or they are triathletes who train like they're pro athletes and also happen to have a day job in a family and wake up at 4.30 to be able to go on a, you know, 60 mile bike ride just because that's what their jam is. Um, and that's great. We've, you know, to some degree penetrated that and that's, you know, to some degree re- renewable because you always have new guys and gals coming into the pro teams and stuff like that. Um, but then accessing the next tier down, which are really the elite, um, amateurs um, has been something we've been working really hard on, um, but really for us now it's pivoting originally as a rehab tool into recovery and now into lifestyle. Where, and, and I use lifestyle specifically in this in this way: um, people who just want to move and feel better. In the end, and we talked about like our my forty-year-old knees, right? And and you know what you were told when you were younger versus you know you know, now, um, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, in your 30s or 40s and feeling a certain way and wanting to feel a certain way. I know that all I really want to do other than live a healthy life and be able to provide for my family and all that good stuff is, you know, be able to pick up my kids toys and not have a backache at the end of the night. I mean, yeah. that it's crazy as that seems. That's like a goal of mine. And moving better is everything is better in life when you can move better. You know, right. you can have all the fancy riches in the world, but if you've got a back problem, you got a knee problem, you got an ankle problem, like life sucks. Um, and there are a lot of people out there that want to age as gracefully as possible. And it's not for me, it used to be about like, you know, looks and wrinkles and okay, cool. Some people still care about that, but yeah. being able to use your body as long as you possibly can in the best way, I think is like the ultimate success. Right. I mean, that, that that to me is like you you want it life if you can do that. So creating these tools at a price point that works um, in a technology that makes sense for people, um, whether you're a nurse who just got off a 12-hour shift or somebody who's been sitting in a car all day long or someone who travels stop for work, um, that's what I'm most excited about. I think what keeps most people in the company really jazzed and, and dialed in every day is focusing on how we can really – Speak to those individuals and give them uh, the thought, the concept, educate them that maybe there's a way to rethink what's possible in terms of how you feel and how you can keep moving.
0: I see so much value in that because, you know, just not just even if I wasn't an athlete, like just like you said, traveling, sitting in a car and I am an athlete and I sat in a car for like five hours and I couldn't walk after because I was in so much pain because I was so sore from sitting sitting still for five hours yeah. and not driving so if i was driving it might have been better but it's like the perfect time to like put on the compression boots and sit you know and sit in the car
1: yeah for sure i mean it's one of the applications for sure for the NormaTech go i mean you're in, you're in business class or premium economy you can kind of squeeze into the NormaTech boots full length like boots but if you're in the car i can't tell you how often i'm on the phone <laughs> with um i'm Hyper though, founder, anthony. so i can
0: fit in the them in the car <laughs> there you go
1: there you go We'll throw you in the trunk and then you can just take totally,
0: yeah.
1: it on yeah but how often i'm on the phone with anthony katz uh Hyper Ice's founder and um you know him and i again as i mentioned have been friends for a long time but i always hear this little hum in the background and at first i was like what the hell is that you got bad static online it's like no he's you know he's got a hypersphere which is our vibrating um kind of ball just sitting in his lower back and just like loosening him up because he's headed to the office or from the office or he's going to play basketball or whatever it is yeah and um you know one thing we talk about a lot is this idea of oral hygiene makes a lot of sense to everyone right obviously anyone that doesn't make sense to oral hygiene don't you don't want to be hanging out with them but body hygiene from a muscle perspective is something that we think is going to start taking off more the idea that you can do certain things to your body to your muscles the mean muscle groups On a regular basis doesn't have to take a half an hour a day but just ongoing maintenance um just like you know it it doesn't make sense like oh i didn't brush my teeth and i have a cavity okay now i'll go to the dentist like you're doing all these things to prevent it and hopefully you get a little bit lucky and you work hard you're not going to have that stuff the idea that we're not doing anything our body is like oh now i have a problem i'm gonna go to the chiropractor i'm gonna go to my you know orthopod and, and see what's going on that doesn't really make sense to us. So a little bit of maintenance here or there can definitely go a long way.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Talk to you. Thanks for the time.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com, For more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course,